little. All right, all right. In the zone. Let's do it. Oh, now I'm texting. Sorry. Oh well, we'll wait. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm like indisposed. I'm never. This is never gonna start unless you just like start. How you like them? The lady with the paper hat asked me as she poured a little more coffee into my cup. As that you say, I said as a sad smile spread across her face and I looked up. She said, "I take you to be a soft-boiled man." And I reluctantly confessed Listen son, she said I don't mean to upset you But you gotta know I'm gonna have to break a couple of things To make your breakfast Just glad to see a blue morning And the yellow egg At the break of day But you gotta break them before you make them That's what they say But you gotta break them before you Welcome to How Do You Like Your Eggs, a podcast for people who love to eat from people who live to cook. I'm Anna Gowen. And I'm Jake Lewis. And today we are joined by Liz Hollinger. That's me. (laughs) A baker and cook at um, Molly's Rise and Shine, as well as the Station Coffee Shop and probably several other places, (laughs) if we're being honest. Those are my only two current jobs at the moment in the cooking world. Okay. I I don't believe you. (laughs) There was one point when I think it was more than that. Probably at least three. Yes, that's true. Maybe four. But we don't talk mm. about those days. So let's talk about Liz, the early years. Like, how did you get your beginning? Oh, man, we're really getting right yeah, in there. Yeah, we're going to dive right into it. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll just kind of ramble aimlessly on for about two hours is what we learned. Which we will probably do anyway. <laughs> I thought there were eggs involved. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, really? We also have gotten in a really great habit of forgetting the point of the podcast. So, Liz, how do you like your eggs? I'm so glad you asked that question, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping. I actually like my eggs all kinds of ways. And I do feel that certain dishes require an egg prepared in a certain way. I agree. However, if I'm just going to eat eggs mm-hmm. tonight, right now, I would love for Jake to make me some soft scrambled eggs. No dairy in the eggs, but I would like you to add sour cream, please, at the end. Which is dairy, I realize. Yeah, no, like... But it's different. But no milk. Yeah. Specific. I I can do that. Thank God. (laughs) Okay, on to your first question. Yeah, now that we've gotten the eggs out of the way and you can eat, which I'm sure was kind of the whole point. (laughs) The um, whole reason I'm here. Yeah. Booze and eggs. The only reason anybody comes. (laughs) Booze, bullshit, and eggs is the new title of the podcast. Um, So how did you kind of get into working in food or working in the service industry? Like, what was your first job? Oh, my first job in the food world? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was Um, it after school or did you work in kitchens before you started No, I was actually not allowed to get a job in high school. And so the first thing I did when I got to college was get a job. But Mm -hmm. it was in the theater because I was kind of into theater back in the day. So I 
I actually I worked at an ice cream shop oh. also in college. So I suppose I managed that, an ice cream shop that was right across managed. the street from my dorm. Yeah. That definitely Yeah. Counts. So I guess yeah, we made the little waffle cones by hand. We made oh. all the ice cream in shop. It was adorable. That is adorable. It was adorable. And um, that but I, did not scare you away. No, it didn't scare me away. <laughs> but I also did not think that it was going to be a career choice. Yeah. At that point, it was like, oh, this is a job. I can give my friends free ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's next door to my dorm. You know. Yeah. Everyone loves ice cream, so everyone's That's always true. happy. <laughs> this is wonderful. Um, but I, So I guess that was my first food job. When did that switch flip for you from like being in college, doing theater, just kind of working this job because everyone loves ice cream to like oh I want to work in pastry um well after I graduated college yeah with a degree and I went and had a real job um at a cancer hospital Ooh, so I had a very real job also the real job thing is hurtful (laughs) (laughs) you're right this is a room full of people with quote unquote real (laughs) that's true that's very true um with a nine to five Monday through Friday type job okay thank you we'll take a corporate Monday through Friday, nine to five office job. And I loved it. I loved it. It was the most oh, rewarding really? job I, I feel could like imagine. I did not expect you to say that considering where we are right now. Yeah. No, it was amazing. Okay. I ran a boutique on a women's cancer floor. So we did wig fittings and compression oh. garment fittings and breast prosthetic fittings. And That's we ran really a lot lovely. of support programs for primarily women, but also men and kids dealing with the psychosocial effects of cancer treatment and some of the physical effects, but not necessarily their treatment, but the, you know, things that happen to you as a result of your treatment that make your life really difficult and make you feel like not yourself. And we're like, let's see if we can amend that in some way. So it was an extremely rewarding job and I loved it. Um, But I did not like working in an office. And it was a service job in a yeah, way, no, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I see the connection Yeah. There. So it was like, okay, if you found your dream job, but you're not entirely happy, then you better go figure out what you're going to do that's yeah. going to make you happy, happy. because you're going to spend the rest of your life doing this thing, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So you better figure that out now before you're miserable and 50 and sad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I might still end up there. Tough to say. It's early, say, early in the game. We're doing good right Don't now. Sell short. It's still early. <laughs> we have a lot of time till fifty, Liz. Um, so that was kind of, I don't know, the driving force for you to go into. It was. It was. And yes. then you went to school. So I went to work at the that? front of a house of a bakery. Okay. Um, on the encouragement of a friend, said maybe just go spend some time working in the industry and see if you actually like it. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. That's before, what I yeah, did too. before you commit. So I did that. Um, I was in Boston at the time, and I worked at a bakery called Flower Bakery. Okay. Uh, for Joanne Chang, who's amazing, uh, my mentor of all mentors, Aww. and I loved it. I loved everything about that place. So. I was like, I'm going to go to school. So I went to school and then I went back and ended up working back at the same bakery. I was going to say, I've heard you talk about flour before. I didn't realize that you had ever worked front of house. I did. I did. Yeah. So you have been in this industry specifically for how many years at this point? Oh, that was probably 20. (laughs) I think I've been doing this. I don't remember. I'm like, (laughs) when when did I graduate college? So I think I've been doing this for about 10 years now. Okay. Wow. Baking. Yeah, that's a pretty... The whole... From when I went to front of house, I believe. It's been about 10 years. Um, It's a powerful trajectory. You got that? Yeah, I guess 
10 years. I guess um, so. What made, was it working in a bakery as front of house that made you kind of choose pastry over like maybe going more oh. savory or had you always right, right, right. interest? So I feel like your bigger question is like, why do you, why do you cook food for people and why pastry? I mean, ultimately that's kind of the point yeah. of the show. It's like, well, why do you cook food for people despite all of the like garbage that we have to put up with to do it yeah I mean for me I've always loved cooking for people it's how I show people that I love you is I will cook for you it's true no it's true I think a lot of people in this Um, industry are the same way I don't I don't have a lot of anything to give you except for if I completely disagree but if I can cook you food I will do it and um and everyone needs to eat and getting around a table and sharing a meal and conversation Mm -hmm. is it's it's just fundamental to who we are as people, right? And food yeah. gives you the space to make memories and it gives you the space to have conversations, mm-hmm. whether they're, you know, joyous, raucous conversations or whether they're serious conversations. It makes you sit for a second and enjoy each other. Um, yeah. And so I've always loved that. And growing up, I grew up in a family of people that love to eat food. Yes. And in New Orleans, I feel like food and community are the same yeah definitely it's one of the cities i've lived in where we new orleans exists because we exist yeah the people make new orleans what it is yes right i mean we have so much history and so much culture but we have all these traditions that we all go to mardi gras and we all you know eat po' boys and crop, go to crawfish boils mm-hmm. and we all right, share these traditions like, no matter things, yeah. who you are. I can't think of any important conversation I've had down here that hasn't been like over a kitchen table or like someone's backyard eating crawfish or something. Yeah, because yeah. I mean we're, we're also gluttons and there's always food <laughs> there's around. There's always <laughs> something to be eaten. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for me it was what do I what do I enjoy doing? I enjoy feeding people. Yeah. So let me go do that and I didn't want to work nights. So that's why I went to pastry. pastry. <laughs> Wait, was that it? That's it. No, I'm. Oh, that's it. I know. I totally I, get yeah, it. I 100% buy that. Um, <laughs> that's no, why I started being a butcher. Like, you I was, you like working? Oh, yeah. I just didn't want to work nights anymore. Yeah. It's a really hard life. It's a really hard yeah. life. I think it takes a special kind of person both to work days and mornings. Because I also worked in pastry. Like, to do that. Yeah. Um, and it takes a certain special kind of person to be able to work nights and like be there until like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. It does. That, it does. <laughs> and that's not my life. <laughs> you know? Um, I think you, you brought up something really interesting that I would like to kind of like touch on a little bit. Oh, yeah. You, what's that, Anna? Um, while, you, while you reach for that beautiful <laughs> plate of eggs. Oh, yeah. I'm going to eat these eggs right now. Please do eat the <laughs> eggs um, and then tell us how they are. Um, they smell great. <laughs> I'm going to wait until you have like a really big mouthful before I ask you a question. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You are from the New Orleans area originally, yes? Correct. Uh, And you have (laughs) lived a lot of different places. I would love to (laughs) hear more about kind of, I don't know, like how working and living in other cities compares to working in New Orleans, like in the service industry, because... I've only ever worked down here. Oh God, what did I do wrong? Oh, I don't know. I think everything. it's me. We could take bets on who's in the wrong. That's probably me. See, that's why I'm me. staying quiet now. I know it's it. this. 
(laughs) (laughs) I personally love and live for the plate scraping sound. Oh, Instagram. Before she eats them all. God, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to like take your podcast down to a crude level of joke humor. But I personally do love it. Done thing? and done. No, I'm okay no, with this. no, I'm okay with this. The whole, oh, I think the whole thing. I'm trying. Really, I, I don't want to ever take ourselves too seriously. So, no one else does. How can I? Oh right, Liz told me that I had to eat these. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Not all of them. But some of them. Do you remember what that question was? I can repeat it because okay. I did kind of ramble a little bit, so I can repeat the question. Thank God you edited this shit. <laughs> Tell me about it. Not as much as you think. Yeah, I barely edited uh, the last one, honestly. Is there cumin in these? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took some liberties. I'll allow it. It's delicious. I'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Eat your own eggs. Begin again. Okay, wait. I'm chewing. I don't remember where you left off. Great, because I'm going to say it again. Um... So you are from the New Orleans area yeah. originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to hear a little bit about how, oh, working in other cities in the service industry compares to like returning to New Orleans and working in New Orleans. Um, I've never thought about it um, in those terms. Really a, good question or really bad Yeah, question. No, there's yeah. so many things that are the same no matter where you go. Yeah, and it's one definitely. of the things I love about cooking is you could move anywhere in the world and you can get a job. Definitely. If you're yeah. good at what you do and you're willing to learn. I think that's then a big motivator you for can, people. Yes, you can go anywhere in the world at any time, which is amazing. Um, you know, we have different seasons than the northeast yes right so our our, seasons (laughs) (laughs) we have a different lack of seasons than the northeast um so i think things like vendors and availability are kind of the the major um the major things that are notable i would say But you feel like culture wise it really is fairly consistent Culture-wise, I mean, you have fine dining restaurants everywhere. You have dives everywhere. You yeah. have mom-and-pop shots everywhere. So I think you can find those things in every city. Um, I do think we have more restaurants here that you can show up to in jeans and a polo or in a tuxedo. And everybody will be eating at the same true. table. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's acceptable. And so I think that is something that we have more here then places like, you know, New York or Boston where I've lived that mm-hmm. there are certain restaurants where that's not as common visible. Yeah. You know, um, the high and the low. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm too close. Now you're too close. <laughs> Do it again. Um, but everybody works hard. Everybody yeah. in kitchens works hard. Everybody works crazy hours. Everybody goes out. Everybody is trying <laughs> to do their best. You know, like across yeah. the board, um, there's not, it, there's wage discrep. You know, in different yeah. cities, there's uh, certain cities that pay more hourly and certain cities. Like those things are, are different. Are can be different, but I don't think it necessarily, from what I've experienced, um, you can find the environment that you want to cook in in all the places that I've lived. Did you come straight here from Boston? I did. I was in Boston for nine years in New York for a year. Okay. So, but I was pretty much in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never went out West or to the Midwest. 
Yeah. Um, what has kept you in New Orleans? Well, my family's here, and yeah. you fools True. are here. Hey. So all my nearest and dearest are in this city. So I would have to have a really good, good reason to leave at this mm-hmm. point. It's a beautiful city. Um, as soon as this podcast comes out, you might have one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I definitely think that people who live and work in New Orleans, like there is a reason that people stay because it is, it's different. It's They have the saying about New Orleans girls too. I'm sure you've heard it. It's really. I've heard a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, is it not podcast? Oh, really, Jake? Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, particularly the females. We really—it's hard to get us to leave. Um, I don't. I mean, personally, I don't think I'd be a functional adult in any other city. <laughs> Here, I'm like responsible. Everywhere else, I'm the like standards a are certainly maybe a little different. But no, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, day drinking is definitely more. It's it's accepted, and um, yes, they don't allow that everywhere else. That's true. So yes, you'd be in trouble, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, you would. Um, that's not to say that like the New Orleans industry is uh, great and perfect. I mean, no. we have a lot of things that, that we can do better. We need some yeah. more affordable housing, especially for our service industry workers. Yes. Healthcare is really, really important. I have mm-hmm. some dear friends that are working on trying to get more accessible healthcare. That's really wonderful. For our service industry workers because it makes it such a huge part of our population in yeah, the city in and New it Orleans fuels especially. the business of the city really in does. so many ways. I think oh, yeah, it like, is statistically actually like the highest commercial industry really? yeah. in New Orleans. hundred restaurants now in New Orleans Parish? Really? That's the, like, that's the last number I heard. Was the, I know it's over a thousand. Yeah. I it's mean, amazing. It's not surprising. And I mean, you look at the size of New Orleans compared to somewhere like Boston or New York and it's just like so densely yeah, populated. I mean, 400,000 people in a city and 1,000 restaurants. It's hey, like, that's not too shabby. Yeah, I'm very grateful for all the patrons. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, that is to say, I mean, and you guys please chime in on any of this at any point in time. This is not, I do not no, want this to I, be just a conversation no, about I really me. want. Um, we like hearing your perspective. That's kind of why we bring everyone on. It's like everyone has a slightly different perspective. Everyone has slightly different stories that they want to share that they're trying to tell or, you know. Yeah, this is my message. Let's let's do it. Let's get health care. Let's get. Yay. That's a, I mean, of all let's the messages, get. that's pretty damn great, yeah. I think. I. But yeah, we can't have to put this in the podcast, Azure. No, we can shift <laughs> This is a very soapbox moment. I also have no answers for this. But I do know some very loving, genuine, kind people that are working on that these do issues that are working to find solutions. Mm-hmm. And I don't have them. But really? I also think it should be part of our conversation. Like I know Absolutely. the yeah. the whole like mental health part of service industry oh. has like kind of come to the forefront lately. Definitely. Um, I know like Bacchanal is doing a whole, in, they're doing something about every Monday or one Monday a month or something. Oh, they're bringing back. They're the... like kind of, yeah, talking about hmm. Mental Health Monday and making it a conversation and putting it out in the world. And I think that's really, mm-hmm. that's important, especially in our industry. Like we have to take care of ourselves. And, no, um, let's take care of ourselves. <laughs> no. You do and that's the thing, right? But... And that's a given. That's just what we say. We don't take care of ourselves. We work too late. We drink too much. That's our lives. But like, really, we are kind of we making do, a 
But a also, we need choice. to drink water. And also, <laughs> we have to like remind each other to mm-hmm. love each other and to love ourselves. I think I just lost a bet. Because we I need each other. I thought for sure that water thing was going to come in earlier than this. <laughs> But I am going to take a drink of water right now because Liz has reminded me to do it. I'm um, drinking a beer out of spite. But it's okay. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break to get hydrated or dehydrated in Jake's case. If you're interested in keeping us supplied in whiskey, mimosas, and eggs, consider offering your support as an underwriter or sponsor. For more information, please email louder at cicadaradio.com. That's L-O-U-D-E-R at cicadaradio.com. Or find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cicadaradio. And now, back to the show. Because um, I kind of skipped around a little bit. How many questions, questions can I not answer? That's my goal. That's the game I'm playing right now. No, that's okay, because I am going to be the engine that gets this train back on track. <laughs> I don't want so, to talk about me. Sorry. We are going to shift gears a little bit and ask you another question about you, because oh, you are the guest of the podcast, and the me and Jake are consciously avoiding people learning anything about us. Absolutely. Um, what, just I like, put it all on the internet already. So if you just go to www. No, please, please finish your fake web address. I would love that. Um, www. I don't have cats. What? What is a day in the life of Liz look like? Like, let's talk about the early morning. Let's talk about kind of what you do. I usually get up like twenty minutes before I'm supposed to be at work. Leave the house within five to ten minutes, which is why I look so good at work every day. Mm, You're welcome, absolutely. world. And uh, and then I work anywhere from like you know eight or nine hours, generally. And bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, how often are you are you at any point right now working both of your jobs in the same day? No, I don't really do doubles anymore unless I work That's at great. the mall. I sell clothes at the mall one day a week. Um, for fun those sweet discounts and for the discounts she's saying it's for fun it's not for fun because my dear friends are my co-workers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I really it's an excuse to get to hang out with them in all honesty so those are the only days that I will do a double I don't do any more doubles in the service in the food service industry do you, anymore do you have a day off now I currently don't have a scheduled day off but that is by choice that is by choice we I am paid very well by all of my employers it is not for lack of that it is uh, purely masochistic <laughs> okay yeah that's by that. classic Liz <laughs> um, so at like Molly's for example mm-hmm. um, are you there before anyone else is there in the morning Molly's doesn't really work that way. We have three people that get there to open. So two people to open the kitchen and one person to open the bakery. It is a Um, breakfast restaurant. It's a breakfast restaurant. So yeah. So luckily, and we have our our bake off set that it it takes just two hours because we don't, um, we don't do an an incredibly large bake off. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not because it's not a bakery. We have delicious, wonderful baked goods um they that are change delicious and wonderful. all the I time can verify um so good. <laughs> i had um an orange roll the other day oh yeah morning bun the bu- the bun it was yeah so good. the morning bun they're great they're great i really loved it so yeah so i'm i'm really lucky to have that job it's it's rare to find a job where someone says make whatever you want yeah. whatever you want yeah I know that's pretty amazing. You have, it's complete and however much you want of whatever you want and I trust that it will be good. That is pretty incredible. It's amazing. And it is good. 
it's amazing. And so I kind of feel like I've, I'm really fortunate. And I also work with this incredible human. Her name is um, Jessica Lane Tiedman Stokes. She is a phenomenal pastry chef. Um, whom I admire and love and I'm lucky enough to call her a dear friend and I could not do any of it without her because she is she's great eh? she's the best of the best um, <laughs> so there's two of us at Molly's that do the pastries which yeah. is great so I don't have to do it all on my own thank goodness it wouldn't yeah, happen that would be pretty um, so I'm very fortunate we learn from each other she teaches me stuff and she's probably learned one or two things for me maybe um, but I think that's the thing about the food world too you can never Stop Everybody learning. knows something. You different. never Everyone know everything. Know. No, like I think it's incredible. <clears throat> that might actually be my favorite part is that like <laughs> no matter like from like dishwasher to executive chef, like everybody has got this one weird trick that like they only they know or mm-hmm. they picked up in the army or like they were a truck driver and you learn how to cook an egg on a radiator or whatever. Like everybody's yeah. got that one thing at least. Yeah, and I want to learn them all. Like I want to know why you do it that way. You know, mm-hmm. and if it works better. Yeah. And if there's something I can do differently, and maybe it's not, maybe I like my way better, but yeah, I still want to know. Yeah, yeah, I still want to know. And sometimes you learn that one thing, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that I have made it this long without knowing this thing that like has made this so much easier." Like, um, gosh, someone taught me relatively recently, embarrassingly enough for me as someone who works in the pastry business, to like. Put, like rub the back of your canal spoon on your hand. To, oh, to like, warm it up. Release yeah. it. Yeah. Just like warm it up and release it. And I was like, oh my god. You want to know a dumb one? Oh, the uh, face palm. Do the kids still say that? No. I... Well, I'm saying it. Can you show me what that looks like? I will slap <laughs> myself in the face for you, Liz. Thank you for asking. I just need a visual. So. <laughs> What? No, Jake, tell me about your stupid thing yes, so please, I don't Jake. have to feel stupid Continue. Anymore. Oh, no, no. I just wanted to see you face palm. <laughs> oh, um, thanks. Uh, no, like someone, I was working with someone the other day and they showed me the, uh, you, if you hold, uh, when you're using a, a zester, if you actually hold the zester. Please stand by while we experience brief technical difficulties. We here at How Do You Like Your Eggs appreciate your patience and beg that you don't write us a bad Yelp review. This is fascinating for me. I know it's really frustrating for you. Check, but... check, check, check. Check. Okay, I think we got it now. Don't, don't fucking touch okay, it. Okay. If you fucking look at that mic. <laughs> <laughs> so if you so even acknowledge that it exists. But also be close enough to it that everyone can hear you. Um, Touch it with your mouth, but don't look at it. Once you start to get close. Ooh. No. (laughs) Third time. Third time trying to stab me. (laughs) You weren't here. It was terrifying when you were gone, Anna. It was. I'm not surprised at all. Tell your stupid thing again. (laughs) I don't want to now. No, talk about your dumb lemon thing. You have to. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's a zester. There's a zester involved. We are going to have to. I don't want to talk about the sister. Okay, Jake um, was going to say that if you... Fun fact for the, the folks at home uh, who maybe don't know this. If you are zesting a piece of fruit using a microplane, uh, try holding the microplane... Upside down. Upside down and moving the piece of fruit rather than... Because you can use it as a tray and it collects on top. And then you know and exactly how much you have. And then you can just dump it over. Okay. There you go. 
There. Are you He's happy d- now, Asher? <laughs> yes. I told my anecdote. Thank you. Jake is done pouting about his technical difficulties. I, you guys should have a section where you just read those little snippets from American Test Kitchen where it's like, you know, where it's like, did you know? <laughs> just a you know, fact. You can poke holes in a Ziploc bag and wash your fruit right in the bag. Oh, wow. You know what I'm talking about? Do you know that section? Do you ever read that magazine? Yes. Um, I mean, it's amazing. I've gotten some great tips from there. You should just read them. I also love that you keep asking the only person without a microphone questions. (laughs) Just looking over at Asher and like, hey, did you know? (laughs) Um, He's the only one that No, I do. Sometimes I'm like, we should do a little like vocab section at the end of every episode. It's just like, today's word of the day, canal. (laughs) For people who don't know. It's a, I don't know, an oblong shaped. You love making them. Thing. I don't. You love making them. I wish I loved making them because I do have to make them all the time. I do not love making them. Look up YouTube videos of people doing it. It's really fun. Maybe I'll post one to our Instagram account. Try and get that. Because you love it so much? Because you know what, Liz? You're right. You bullied me into saying it. I love (laughs) it so much. Once you've invested in those spoons, you got to use them. Exactly. It's all about the spoons. Do you keep them in your knife roll? Um, Yes, but I don't let anyone else at work touch them. Oh, absolutely. I also keep spoons. People will lose them. And that is ridiculous. Never trust somebody with a spoon. Um, that is that is one thing that working in a giant Fact. kitchen has You've taught me. With a spoon is like, why do you still want to don't stab me? touch? Don't you like let other people stabbable. touch. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. What? Do you guys remember that really fun moment? Like I don't know, ten minutes ago, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the engine that puts this train back on track. The answer is I'm not. It was never is never I can't on the track. Yeah. You invited me. I love it people. though. Um, have you ever worked in a kitchen? Yes. And had that was an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> worked in a kitchen where you have had a I don't know maybe less than positive experience with kind of the the chef to cuisine or like someone from the savory side of things or have you kind of always had like a really great experience doing that i personally have never worked in a kitchen where i have been at odds with the chef um personally that being said (laughs) there are difficult personalities in kitchens and i also think that i choose jobs mm-hmm. very selectively yes um i primarily want to work for people that i respect and people that i enjoy um because i'm gonna work hard for them yes. because i believe yeah. in them and in believing in them they're gonna believe in me and it's gonna be a positive work environment for everyone so i i now only work for people that i i love and adore and respect um and I, I think I've kind of always had a little bit of that in me where I've mm-hmm. never taken a job because this restaurant has this name and I want it to be a resume builder. There's nothing against it. I think that's very valuable and there's a lot of things to be learned and there's a lot of things I probably would know now if I would have taken that approach in my cooking life. Yeah, that's but cool. that wasn't my priority. Mm-hmm. My priority is to make food for people and to enjoy my life and to hopefully 
enrich other people's lives by cooking for them. And to me, that wasn't like cooking at a five star restaurant. That's just not personally for it's me what it meant. So cooking for people you respect. yeah, yeah. And learning from them and being ha- I mean, enjoying my job because we yeah. spend so much time at our yeah. jobs. Yeah. yeah. That if you don't respect the person you work for. Yeah, the minute you wake up and you're like, I don't want to go to work. And then as soon as you get off work and you're like, I really don't want to go back tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah, that just means you need to leave. It does, yeah. Because it starts to affect your loved ones and it starts to spill in the rest of your life. It bleeds into like everything, yeah. 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 And I really feel like that is a testament to your talent that you just, that you have that ability to just like be able to go work wherever you want. No, not wherever I want, but... (laughs) Um... Just with the people. But I think you got to know just like in your in your life what's important to you. Right. Yeah. And you're like, I really want to learn how to butcher or I really want to learn how to make um, these deconstructed desserts. Right. Like those are really beautiful things. And they're they're crafts that I don't have. Right. But. I also, so I didn't, my career wasn't to go learn from those people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make cakes and cookies and, and croissants and, right? Like, breakfast yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. Like, so, those are the people that I chose to work for, right? Because that's the stuff that, that I like making. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. You followed that path. And definitely, like, I mean, I personally got told I was insane when I, like, left being a sous chef to, like, start over from the bottom and go be a baker. But that was, like, what I... Was, was passionate about it. I wanted to learn how to make bread. And ultimately, Jake, would you say that you're happier now? I mean, you have I, this podcast. So yeah, like, I, yeah, you're basically winning. Yeah, I right. have a significantly more healthy personal and professional life since I left the line. Not to say that I'm not... I do really miss the line, though. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's something about that lifestyle that, like, people can't necessarily just, like, walk away from 100%. Oh, you, and, like, get, you get indoctrinated or institutionalized. Like, you get indo- <laughs> Both of those are very, like, powerful, scary words. Uh, it is. It's, it's, it's a strong feeling. I mean, feeling. it's just <clears throat> true. It is it, true. No. It's, I think, yeah. It's very addictive. There's, like, if- there's no feeling in the entire world, like, clearing a rail of tickets and just having that, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen I do. And food people are special people. The people that cook, I mean, I fit in with people that cook more than I fit in with any other, other like group of yeah. people, you know? Yeah. Um, and when you go through a rough night of service or a long day at the bakery, like it's a family mm-hmm. and you all get through it together and there are, you know, it's it's not just um, like sitting at a desk and doing things and then you go home at the end of the day. It's like you went through this experience together and so you create these bonds with people and um, as kitchen people, that's I think that's something that we all really enjoy and brings us to the field kind of is our need for each other as much as it is our need to be creative and cook food and that's what we're good at. But like we need each other too. Yeah. Well, I mean like I can't really see any of us sitting in a cubicle anywhere like i think <laughs> i just don't think that's gonna work no hr would come down on me so fast <laughs> <laughs> no we're maybe a little uh she threatened to stab me and then she just kept force forcing water jo- down my throat it was just a joke it was just a joke <laughs> all of it was a joke okay so we'll ask you a couple questions that we typically ask to kind of wrap it up um Number one, where is your favorite place to eat right now? Or if you want to be specific and say, like, eat desserts or pastries um, right now. You Jake's house. <laughs> <laughs> These Thank eggs you. that Jake made at Asher's house. I love you. That does um, 
Um, I'm, I can tell you, well, I'm very good. excited about the opening of Levy Baking Company, yeah, who's too. had a couple oh, of pop-ups, yeah. and I'm super excited it about that. So, good. it's yeah, not. She's a really wonderfully like it'll be person. by the time this comes out, they will be open. Open, yeah, this weekend. So I'm super excited about and that. I have, I have a lot of respect for her and everything her that she's bit, doing. And she is a really beautiful person. Just kind yeah. Of like inside and out. She has a lot of passion. For yeah. What she does it, it really it shows. Yeah, quality of what she is making. Absolutely, hundred and ten billion percent. So yeah, so I'm super excited about that. That's probably the most thing. The thing as a baker, I'm most excited yeah. about for sure. I probably agree for about sure. that. Um, and then two, what advice would you give to someone that was going to kind of come up behind you and do what you did, or like you know, if it's easier to be like, what advice would I give baby Liz as she's coming into this industry? We could do that. Or you could, you know what, Liz? What advice would you give me? Don't make these mistakes that I made. <laughs> these very specific mistakes. No, no, no. You know I would what they say. Are. I would say what I usually tell people though. One, it's much harder work than decorating cakes. It's heavy lifting. Yes. It's early mornings or late nights and long hours. And so, and it's a physical job. So you have to be physically willing to get sweaty at work, mm-hmm. to lift things you don't want to lift, to put a bunch of stuff away that you don't, you know, it's just. Absolutely. Um, it is harder work than you think it is. Mm-hmm. The other thing I always tell people is there's something to be learned no matter where you go and what you're doing. So if you're working for someone and you're not happy, look at why you're not happy or why they're not making more money. You know, what are they doing that you feel like, man, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Right? Write that down. Because in the future, you'll remember that. Or they can be doing things, you'll be like, man, that's really, really smart that they save that or they reuse, mm-hmm. you know, vanilla beans and that or whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, to make a list of the things that you really appreciate about a place and also the things that you really think are dumb because you don't just need to be unhappy. You should learn from it and say, okay, now based on these things, when I go find a new job, let me find a job where they don't necessarily do these things that make me unhappy or, you know, they have these other things that I can learn. So I just always tell people a job is not like a death sentence. It's not a dead end. Like make the best of it. Learn whatever, as much as you can, whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. and then figure out what you want to learn next before yeah. you like before move you. to a different place. And also don't be scared of being told no. Yeah. Like apply for that jobs. Sometimes yeah. it's not a good fit and you'll get told no. But just put yourself out there because all they can say is no and then you're not in any different place than you were before. Yeah. You know? And it might just not be the right time. And then you just reapply. So just always be willing to show up and work hard and learn. And don't be scared to put yourself out there, even though we all are because our world is anxiety driven. But <laughs> mm, yeah, very true. I, no, that, I would, think, that would be what I would say. I think that's really great advice. And it <laughs> earned you a shot. Oh, thank God. Thanks for going to get this whiskey, Anna. Oh, <laughs> You're so welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so. And thanks for having me, guys. Thank Congratulations you so much. on uh, creating a podcast. It's pretty incredible. It's incredible. That's all for this episode of How Do You Like Your Eggs, hosted by me, Anna Goen, and Jacob Lewis, produced by Asher Griffith. How Do You Like Your Eggs is a Cicada Radio production. Find this and other shows on Spotify, iTunes, or at cicadaradio.com. There you can sign up for our newsletter to stay in touch or contact us directly. If you'd like to support this network, find us at patreon.com slash cicadaradio. Just glad to see you blue morning and
This is Cicada Radio. Sing, love, die.